Well, hello and welcome to Finding Our Way, our Southridge Church member podcast designed to give people the inside scoop on life in our church. Here's our host and lead pastor, Jeff Lockyer. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way. Uh, we're here in the month of August, which for us as a local church is a big recruitment season. And so we've been kind of reflecting on a few major areas of ministry and where people could plug into them. And today want to talk about uh what in some cases is a, a little lesser known area of ministry, the world of ministry services. And so to do that, we have our finance and HR director, Kathy Vandriel with us. Hey, welcome back, Kath. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Um, give us, first of all, an update on how things have been going in your world lately. I know you've been your own ministry services department doing home renos and all kinds of crazy stuff. So oh, yeah. uh, how are things? <laughs> Yeah, I've flexed a few uh, general contracting muscles um, during COVID, as a few others have, I'm sure. But yeah, we're wrapping up and you know getting the final details, which sometimes are the worst, like hanging the pictures and stuff like that. But yeah, we're doing well. Uh, how's it going in your family? Kathy, if you don't know, uh, would be one of the rare spousal couples on staff. So her husband, Dave, uh, works in our shelter ministry and the two of them uh, unfortunately don't have identical hours, but how, uh, <laughs> yeah. How are things going in your family and how's your summer? Yeah, we're doing well. Um, definitely enjoying as I'm sure many are um, just the warmer weather. And we've even been able to see like our extended family who some of them we have never seen since like Christmas 2019 or maybe even before that. So it's been really nice to be able to just get together with folks, campfires, and you know, do stuff like that. Go to the drive-in, which we love doing. And this year, there's actually new movies playing, which is really exciting. Last year, it was all repeat. So yeah, we've been really just enjoying lots of summer activities. Yeah, knowing you don't live that far from the drive-in in Niagara either. So probably nope. uh, probably a, 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 a convenient, fun night out. Um, oh yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit just about the pandemic? I mean, I, I've been using the last number of weeks getting people's sort of pandemic experience, how it's been, what you've wrestled with most, what you've maybe liked the most, what you've learned. How, how's the pandemic been for, for you guys? Yeah, I mean, like a lot of people, they say the benefits, you know, slowing down, less events to attend. And as an introvert, you know, that works with me. So puzzles and lots of the things that people have talked about, I've definitely enjoyed that. But even as an introvert, I, I'm, uh, I've had times, like you said, with the shift work husband, I'm home by myself sometimes for many days on end during lockdown. So that was even an introvert hits her limits. So setting up Zoom calls and things like that and for sure, with Dave being frontline on the shelter, it's been challenging for him. And for me to see someone you care about going through a challenge with really no end date, like although things are reopening, it's still in a congregate living setting. There's still a lot of protocols for them. So yeah, it's just been trying to be there and listen and support him, even though I have no like similar experience or relatability really to what he does day to day. But yeah, we've just been trying to enjoy the simple things, being outside, going for walks with the dog. So you know, it's a mixed bag, as most people are sharing usually. Yeah, the the, the congregate living thing is is definitely a piece, isn't it? Because 
as families, you know, we're, we're kind of surfing one move of reopening one season of trying to get out of pandemic, whether, you know, it's fourth wave or not or whatever. Um, but however, this pandemic kind of lasts, you know, congregate living will probably be on the later end of really fully recovering. And so mm-hmm. you're right. Like it, it this whole thing is going to last a lot longer in your experience than maybe for some of us. And that's mm-hmm. uh, neat. You know, it's healthy. I think for, for all of us to appreciate that different people are not just experiencing the pandemic differently, but are experiencing the, the ends of it differently. If, if we yeah, can totally. even talk about the ends of it. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, let's dive in uh, because you're a part of a department here uh, at Southridge that we call ministry services. I know we've got people from Southridge and people even beyond Southridge leaders from other churches who are listening in on this, they're maybe not familiar with that term. Uh, remind us of what ministry services around here does. Sure. The ministry services team, we actually even changed the name, I would say, probably three or four years ago to kind of reflect the heart of it. But it's traditionally in most organizations, what would be like an operations department. So it's the infrastructural supports um, within our organization. When uh, you say we renamed it, do you want to probe that a little bit? Like, why is it sure. called ministry services? What's the what's the, the the thinking behind that? Yeah, so for us, we renamed it to kind of try to reflect the heart, I guess, even somewhat to remind ourselves and just to reflect what we're trying to do is we're trying to serve the other ministries through the functions that we uh, perform the other ministry departments within our church. We've kind of recently started using the language of blowing the wind into their sails. So of the ministry that they do, we want to be able to kind of remove some of those admin or ops types functions that they don't have to focus on those things, that we can take um, the responsibility of focusing on those things so that they can focus on um, yeah, their ministry um, specific deliverables or the things they're trying to do outside of having to try to look after these types of things. Yeah, I feel like the <clears throat> the people from Southridge listening and may not be all that familiar with the department because it's a, a little less seen and you know, church leaders who are listening in m- may not actually be part of a church at a scale that has an operations department or has a ministry services department. And I think we need to appreciate that in our history, there was a time where we didn't either, but as ministry was developing and every individual ministry, every Sunday morning, you know, programming team, every student ministry, every small group ministry, every outreach, as it bore all of these like logistical burdens, the burden for its own IT or, mm-hmm. you know, its own budget <laughs> planning or its own communications and, and you know, things like this. There, there comes a point where you sort of feel like to do these ministries a favor and to provide some centralized expertise that can serve all of them. And in that sense, free them up to focus on the direct ministry that each of their areas seeks to serve and and, and seeks to do. 
all of a sudden you pull these infrastructural supports out and they become commonly supported by an operations department with a bunch of these different functions. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I, I appreciate you walking us through the, the history of the name change because often it feels like an, an operations department can kind of have its own ends unto itself, right? Its mm -hmm. own objectives that it wants. And, and the, the operations objectives can sometimes clash with the ministry's objectives. And so the reframing was intended, like you said, to, 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 to just right size what the role of this department ultimately is and what its end really is instead of, uh, you know, creating a little bit more of that clash. Talk, talk about that, you know, even some of your own experiences, how, how that can happen. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, it can be challenging at times because there are some things like as a finance function, for example, for myself, there are some things that I need to move ahead and I need to do that I need to focus on and other people need to provide some things for me to do that. But for me to um, rather than look at it as primarily to free them up is what I'm there to do and to serve them kind of can help me to avoid those clashes in the way that I'm actually um, looking at that we're teaming together to accomplish what their ministry that they want to do and that I'm there to come alongside and support what they're doing, whether it is connection, outreach, family, whatever that is, that my role to play is to help them to be able to do that more easily. And although I have things to accomplish on my own, like it's not the primary in our interactions, my primary is to serve them in order to help them be able to do those those things that especially each ministry has their own kind of personality type of the things that they want to be doing. And we've stated that isn't primarily who they are, these logistics. So that's why what we come to bring to the table and hopefully make easier for them and fewer clashes when we do it well. <laughs> well, and, and that's what makes this department so unique, isn't it? If not challenging. Mm -hmm. You, you, yeah. Where, where other departments exist to serve a, a group of people, um, you know, kind of an end user, a congregant, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the crowd, the core, students, families, whatever. Ministry services doesn't, doesn't have an end user insofar as the ministries themselves are the end user of ministry services. Yeah, exactly. And so the, yeah. the impact yeah. is very much sort of vicarious in that sense, because mm -hmm. breathing wind into the sails of the ministries, yes, it serves end users, but it serves them indirectly by directly serving the ministries themselves. Exactly. Yep. And you have to be able to make that connection it, like to see that in your mind, like to keep that at the forefront of your mind as we're interacting. I think that's really important. Yes. You have to, yeah, I would say, you know, especially for church leaders listening, the, the clarification of the unique means to the end, uh, kind of vicarious contribution this department makes, uh, is a piece as well as the clash of values. You were talking about that earlier. And I know mm -hmm. we've had some discussion internally about this where, you know, one of my, one of my almost life verses is uh, Proverbs 14, four in the new living translation. It says an empty stable stays clean, 
but no income comes from an empty stable. And it's about this choice that you can make for sort of cleanness in a stable, the stable of your life versus one of income or impact. But to choose a stable that is impact generating or income generating requires a certain messiness. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's a cool value if you don't work in ministry services, but if you do yes. work in ministry <laughs> services and your job is to keep the stable clean, well, yeah. it's, it's hard to both to both exist to keep the stable clean and to realize that our ultimate goal is income or impact that requires us embracing a degree of mess in the stable. That's a hard dance to dance, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yep, it's hard. So uh, digging into this a little more deeply, uh, just so we can more clearly understand this, ministry services is actually a bundle of sub ministries. So in our context at our scale, Kathy, what are the kind of areas and, and area leaders in our ministry services world? Yeah, sure. The first thing I'll say, cause I found this recently when I mentioned it to people, I'm going to, as I go through these, these list of areas and people that this is for all three locations of Southridge as well as the 24-7 homeless shelter that's at our St. Catherine's location, I found a few people that have said they were surprised that they didn't know that ministry services, that these roles were for the whole church, like all locations. So that's just kind of one thing that I thought I would clarify because that was news to some people um, that I've recently chatted with. So um, so first is facilities. Um, so that's all things facility and grounds. And Jesse Clausen is our facility director. And Dana Williams works with him uh, part-time in the role of facility support. And so this is all things cleaning, maintenance, like lawn and garden care, snow removal, booking spaces for ministry activities, construction projects, things like that. Um, And then there's IT, which is like our computer and phone systems, um, the tech that all ministry areas use. So whether it's screens or their systems or databases, and programs that they specifically use, as well as the website. And Raymond Van Geest is our IT director. And communications is all things social media, website, graphic design, print materials, event promo, and weekend service slides and supports um, to the Sunday morning service. And that's overseen by Kelly Smalden, who's our communications director. And then finally, uh, finance and human resources. So that's all things payroll, donation processing, accounts payable, our shelter-related funding and reports, things like that, onboarding new staff, policy development, insurance, training. And I oversee that area. And Karen Longhurst uh, works with me in that area as uh, finance support. Interesting comment you made earlier, and I hope that both our people and, and church leaders listening can pick up on that, that as a centralized ministry, this serves everything. So Mm -hmm. everything that decentralizes out of that, all the different departments, our Sunday morning department, our community life department, our outreach, local and global compassion department, our family ministry, they're all served by ministry services across all of our locations. And knowing Mm -hmm. that one of our anchor causes is this 24 seven shelter. it's, It's almost as if ministry services serves four main locations or main ministries in a sense, right? So that's yeah. uh, that. It, it's 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 quite a scope. This this ministry services department. Mm-hmm. You've uh, you've summarized well all of the sort of sort of facets. 
Um, can you talk about, you know, right now in August, as we're gearing up for a uh, fall kickoff, um, what would be some of the like real time areas of focus for these various aspects as we're in the process of reopening? Sure. Um, one of the main ones, especially through July and August, as we're getting into the, the reopening to our in-person gatherings was logistics um, around COVID protocols. And those are obviously still ongoing. So the, the cleaning protocols are even setting up social distancing and the markings and the, the directional signage and seats and all of those things at each of the locations um, related to the Sunday morning in-person gathering um, in the auditorium, as well as working alongside family ministry for the additional things that they required. So whether it was dishwashers to sanitize at all sites in the nursery or a lot of the th logistics around COVID and reopening was a huge um, area of focus, as well as just supporting um, the other ministries as they reopened. They would have had some projects that they were um, kind of in their plans um, for reopening and lockdowns or things like that this year. A lot of that we couldn't do till just before in June, we were very busy getting various tech changes or programs that like kids ministry, for example, that they wanted to be rolling out at all three sites. So a lot of that was just coming alongside people in the projects that they had wanted to do um, so that they could perform um, their functions and their ministry um, in the new COVID way, as well as just with some of their programming ever wanting to get better. We wanted to support them as they rolled that out as we reopened for in-person. Yeah, I mean, these are very practical, <clears throat> come alongside mm -hmm. and help breathe wind into the sails. One, one, you know, very kind of tangible example of this that I've been a part of these last couple of weeks is we're doing kind of an in advance of the fall, full on office relocation. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, for sure. you know, down in the basement. I'm not moving, so I didn't think of that yet. Right. We're, you know, down in the basement, we have our <laughs> departments maneuvering around and uh you know that that's a major effort to coordinate all these different departments and offices moving you know one department into a different uh kind of departmental cubicle we call them pods and you know as a department vacates there's a whole cleaning and patching and painting kind of a little almost mini refurbishment that takes place and you know it's just stuff like that that when you walk down in the basement and see furniture and, uh, you know, picture frames mm -hmm. and whatever that are strewn all over the place, you know, wow, this is, this is, this is a major project and yep. operations or ministry services. We've probably got 10 of those going on at any one time uh, in the, mm -hmm. in the various facets. I know we're doing a whole web overhaul right now of uh, yep. really four websites are southridgechurch.ca uh, SouthridgeShelter.ca, SouthridgeJam.com, and now LeadersVillage.ca. So that's a whole nother one of these like major overhaul projects that people often, uh, you know, don't see because it's it's that under the hood uh, kind of infrastructure mm -hmm. support. So it, it's important for people to appreciate this is a very significant department that is extremely busy in a, you know, fall kickoff, you know, prepare to launch, prepare to reopen season. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering then, uh, you know, as we're reopening again and, 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 you know, we're in this August recruitment season, Kathy, are there ways that, that 
people from Southridge at least can be involved in this? What would what would be some ways that people of those kinds of skills could contribute? Oh yeah, there's lots of ways that um, you can contribute. And even if your skill level is low, I remember Justin a couple of weeks ago said we have varying levels of skill in the worship arts area too. And that would be the same here. Like regardless of experience or skill, first of all, I would say that yes, there is a place for you. If you are willing, we have a place for you for sure. So there'd be things in facility like Sunday morning support at each location. Our facility director, he can't be everywhere at once. And Stuff happens on Sunday morning, so having someone at each site that's just there practically to be able to help and troubleshoot as needed. Um, cleaning um, during the week, maintenance projects, whether it's painting or those small renovation projects, or like you said, we usually have a half a dozen or so of these on the go of various things in our team. So to have, uh, um, yeah, just your name on the list or Jesse being aware of your skills or your interest um, is always a great thing to um, get involved that way. Um, from IT, yeah, we're supporting a lot of uh, the events that, whether it's weekend or midweek events and things like that, that Ray would love people who have an interest in an enjoyment of all things tech. And I will say, I don't know a lot of those things, but if you talk to Ray, I'm sure um, he would love to chat with you and tell you more about ways that you could get involved. Um, and communications, um, graphic design is something for we could always use a hand with, um, with all the events that we promote, just to be able to put the graphics together for all of that, as well as photography at um, the events that we do have in person in order to just give uh, our social media, like a bunch of photo options and things like that, just to kind of share and in a, like a, in photo, it's to see it and then put the words to it. It's just a way for people to see what it means to be living the lifestyle and being part of Southridge community. So photographers, if you like to take pictures, that'd be great. Or helping with social media. And for finance and HR, um, yeah, during the week, we'd love for you to come in the office with us. And there's invoice processing or filing or data entry or things like that. It is actually really fun, or at least I find it very fun. So if you have a time during the week or even answering the phones or being someone at the front reception there, that would be a great way that you can greet people as they come and just a way to yeah connect and get to know folks that way. So yeah, we'd love to connect with you um, if any of this sounds interesting to you. Well, and this would be my comment as, as people are listening, like there are so many skill sets associated with those areas of contribution that most people... Mm -hmm uh wouldn't associate with sort of serving god right <laughs> you know a lot right. of times people yeah. think oh i for me to do ministry means to counsel people or i've got to be teaching something or i got to you know mm -hmm. i got to be able to sing or the, this sort of thing and right. yep. you know a lot of these presumably very germane functions they get redeemed in the church to make as significant contributions to the advancement of God's purposes in our world as the singing and teaching kind of functions do. And so oh, absolutely. if you're, yeah, if you're listening and you feel like, man, I've never really known how I could connect and contribute, maybe operations ministry and, and ministry services is the place for you. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, maybe Kathy, you could talk a little bit about what would happen if someone did get involved, what kind of support would they receive? And maybe kind of give us a, a bit of a sales pitch to say, hey, come and join us, uh, especially as we prepare for the fall, because there's lots and lots to do. 
yeah, for sure. There's lots and lots to do. And as far as support, um, yeah, they would be working um, directly or have direct access to one of the area leaders that we mentioned. You'd be working directly with us and um, yeah, we'd support you kind of however you need, whatever skill level you bring. Um, we walk alongside you and to figure out what's the be best place to plug that in because we want it to be somewhere that you would feel meaningful. And, you know, all of us are a little bit different. So there is like there are so many, like Jeff said, that we can connect like your gifts and your passions and even try to figure it out together. If you don't know, just say I'm willing. Well, we can try that out and just kind of we'll work alongside you um, just to yeah, make it an enjoyable experience and to find a way to, yeah, it just, it makes a meaningful contribution, even though it is behind the scenes. I 100% believe that these things contribute to the things that God is doing through our church. And we would love for you to, uh, yeah, to come along and join us. And whether you're newer and maybe you're like, oh, I don't know, like what I should do. This is like a kind of bit more behind the scenes. And uh, if you're not ready to kind of serve in those public places, or even if you've been around for a long time and you're not really to serve in public places, that's not really your most comfortable place. We would love like to connect with you. I, yeah, there's just a way for you to contribute in a meaningful way. And I think that, yeah, doing these types of things um, just is so important to the things that God is doing through the ministries of our church in our community. And we may never even know what our investment actually does to facilitate meeting experiences for people, but uh, I believe that it does. Yeah, one of the things I've observed of people who serve in ministry services because of the behind the scenes nature, they all of a sudden find themselves massively in the loop. Hmm. Like they, 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 they see a, because these serve behind the scenes, they get to serve behind the scenes and kind of pull back the curtain and see how this engine runs. And yeah. I know many, many times, whether it's people answering phones in reception or doing, you know, even photocopy work or let alone mm -hmm. they're getting involved in you know, accounts payable finance things, or they're running wire for IT, like getting to be part of the underbelly of this uh, provides a, a in the loop behind the scenes feel that really helps people connect. So if you're, if you're kind yeah. of on the fence, like, yeah, give it a shot. It, it really has an impact on those, on those who serve in these areas. A mm -hmm. uh, couple of things as we're, as we're wrapping up here, Kath, cause I know our, our time's getting away from us here. Uh, knowing that your particular areas are in the finance HR world, um, can you just make some kind of overarching comments about our sort of mid-year uh, financial situation? I know with COVID, uh, you know, everything's kind of been up in the air as far as how our economy is playing out and how giving is playing out and how we're navigating expenses. How are we doing financially? Yeah, I think at mid-year, we're feeling pretty good. Uh, we know last year, like with COVID and stuff like that, people did, although it was uncertain, people responded to the uncertainty and did, uh, people stepped up at that point. So we know that last year in the second quarter, kind of we had a, a surge in giving there and we have yet to see that in the same way this year. I know that it's a, with opening up and people doing various things, they're maybe a little focused on some other things right now. But all in all, I would say that we're feeling pretty good about where we are at mid-year. Yeah, we both, are, you know, our, our revenue is lower year over year and our expenses are lower year over year than last year, but we budgeted lower 
So, yep. you know, part of the reason we're in good shape is because we anticipated living at a scale in 2021 that was going to be less than the scale we were capable of living at in 2020. And so that mm-hmm. sort of foresight and planning is putting us in a place where uh, we're in a pretty strong uh, financial position. Um, I, I say that because you know, one of the exciting aspects of ministry services is when it has the chance to contribute to like larger scale, future oriented kind of projects. Um, you know, as we're wrapping up here, Kath, can you can you just plant some preliminary seeds for the kinds of things that are getting talked about behind the scenes in ministry services environments these days? Yeah, sure. So there's a couple that we're uh, excited about and talking about. And one is um, a shelter build. So for our homeless shelter in St. Catharines, just to be able to um, do a build of that would be able to support the housing and the, the hostel itself and just in a way that would just be able to continue to serve those folks that are experiencing homelessness with more and more excellence and with the partners we have. So that's one we're excited about, as well as we're exploring the idea of low income housing on our Welland property. There's some vacant part of that land um, that's not being utilized right now. And just we're exploring the idea of what it would look like for the possibility of having some low income housing on our site there. Yeah, what's cool about those is, you know, especially for people not familiar with Southridge that are listening in, it's amazing that all of the big dreams and the major projects in our context really focus on how we can move our anchor causes to the next level, how we can make a Mm -hmm. greater dent in some of these societal issues in the communities where our locations find themselves and really incarnate the life and love of Jesus to a greater degree. And so, you know, really that's, to me, the magic of ministry services is when it actually gets to contribute tangibly to the kinds of projects and work that help us do that. They're, they're as essential as, as anyone in the church to be the, the hands and feet of Jesus. So I hope people mm-hmm. are inspired by that today. Uh, Kath, as we wrap up, any final or encouragements or challenges in this season of reopening as we're seeking to be a more well-run church than ever before? My encouragement is uh, we all have something that we contribute, even if you think that you don't, we do. And so I would challenge you to give that some thought and even just reach out to any of us on the team to connect and to explore what that would look like, even if you're not sure. And I truly believe we can't become the church that we believe that God is calling us to without every one of us playing our part. And so we'd love for you to join us. And you might even have a little bit of fun if you come. We are actually a fun bunch. So I would encourage you to just come on out and just connect with us. We'd love to chat with you. Fantastic. I hope you guys have been inspired by that vision. Uh in a, a, an area of ministry that isn't as prominent as the others. I hope that you've been, you've been captivated by the language in first Corinthians 12, where it's the apostle Paul says, you know, some of the parts that are, you know, least noticeable are often the most necessary. And there, there's a difference between prominence mm-hmm. and significance. Ministry services makes a, ex, an extremely significant contribution to the life and health of local churches like ours, let alone the expansion of God's kingdom. So, Give them a shot. Kathy, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. 
And uh, for all of you listening in, uh, appreciate you tracking with us again this week. We'll see you again next week as we continue finding our way together. Take care, everybody.